This is Dion Grant from the New York Giants Super Bowl champ, and you're watching Real Fans Real Talk. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We are back with another Quarantine TV edition of Real Fans Real Talk. This is actually another special one because it is also the 2021 Rifty Awards. That is right. Our select panel of judges, which is uh, comprised of myself, my co-host Legend in Two Games, and the entire Real Fans Real Talk production staff, as well as contributing writers to the website. Now, before we get into our first award, though, let me introduce my co-host, the one and only Legend in Two Games. What's going on, my brother? How's everything? What's really good, bro? I'm super excited, man. Uh, ever since I've come on board with Real Fans Real Talk, you know, this is an annual thing that you guys already had going on. So this is like my, my fourth or fifth Rifties I've been a part of, so I'm always excited to see who everybody voted for. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So listen, man, kick it off. Let's just jump right into the first award. Absolutely. Let's get to it. So we had to, we had to start with the... Obviously, the, the the most discussed award of the night, ball of the year, the nominees were the Joker. Drum roll. Oh, oh, the little drum roll. All right. Let me get the drum roll. Nominees right. were NBA MVP, Nikola Jokic, boxing phenom, two division champion. She's the baddest woman on the planet right now, Clarissa Shields. One of your favorite all-time players, Tom Tukul, seven-time champion, Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. The young gun in tennis right now, Naomi Osaka, and a pound-for-pound best boxer in the world, Canelo Alvarez. Can I get a drum roll before we announce who the winner was? Here we go. Here we go. I'm loving the energy. There we go. Ball of the year for 2021 is none other other than the young gun, Naomi Osaka. Wow. The top player in women's tennis right now. We got to clap it up for the young queen. Yes. Shout out to Naomi Osaka. I think this, this is our first Rifty Award that, that she's uh, received. Um, I'm so happy for her. You know, she she had, a, she had a good year filled with some ups and some downs, though. Um, but she did win the Australian Open. Um, she has been very outspoken um, as far as with all the, the, the social justice uh, movement that's been going on. Excuse me, lifestyle that's been going on. Um, you know, so I'm happy for her, man. I am as well. I voted for her. I don't know who everybody else voted for, but I'm happy that she won. I don't think this is going to be her last Rifties, uh, but she's a, she's a, a tremendous player and a tremendous young woman away from the tennis court as well. As you mentioned, everything that she's done with social justice over the last year and a half, um, speaking up about mental health and mental awareness. Uh, so I'm, I'm super excited that she won because, like I said, that, that was who I voted for. Yeah, I, I voted for her as well. And it was actually a pretty clear one. We had a couple of really uh, tight races. We actually even had the, the first ever uh, tie for for a Rifty Award. Um, but yeah, I'm happy for her, man. I, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't have had it any other way because that was my pick. She deserves it. Absolutely. So since we're on the topic of Ballers of the Year and what's you know Ballers right now, NBA Finals is going on. Game three. Wrapped up yesterday. Milwaukee won, got themselves back in the series. Giannis is making history back-to-back 40-point games. Trip, we're halfway through this series. What are you recognizing? What are you seeing? How do you think that the rest of the series plays out? Well, let me let me start by saying this because, we, you know, shout-out to, uh, to Scoop B. He uh, rocked out with me so we could do our finals preview last week. 
I said on on that show um, that I would I was taking the Suns in six, but that was before I knew Giannis was going to be able to come back. Um, so I I feel like I should have the opportunity to change that pick since I didn't know that Giannis was going to be playing. Um, even and I did say you know this is um, if Giannis isn't playing, I'm taking the Suns in six. But I still I want to change that. I think this I think the series is actually going to go seven games. Um, I think that the the Bucks will even up this uh this series. I think it's gonna go back to Phoenix tied up two two. Um, man, Giannis has amazed me so much. Even in games one and two, which they lost, you know he has just been completely dominant. Like there's there is no answer for Giannis uh, on the Phoenix Suns roster. Like I'm sorry, he's pretty much just doing what he wants. Milwaukee can actually win this series if 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 we can get a Chris Middleton uh sighting going on because he's not played well. I thought he was gonna come, you know, game three home cooking. I thought he was gonna come in and and put up, you know, at least twenty five in, in, in the game and he finishes with fifteen and, and seven rebounds. So if I'm Phoenix, I'm actually feeling really good, but you cannot let Chris Middleton Heat up. We've seen what happened when he heat up. We we saw it last round versus the Hawks. So you you're very. I think the the Suns are fortunate that that Chris Middleton hasn't found it uh, just yet. Because if he does, you know it it's going to be a long series. Yeah, I mean Milwaukee has looked their best throughout these playoffs when at least two of their three best players. I don't want to say stars because I don't think all three of those guys are actual stars. Yeah. But when two of their three best players play well. They seem to win games and ultimately have won series. Both these teams have, have ran into a lot of luck to get to this point. You know, we can't overlook the fact that Milwaukee didn't look their best against Brooklyn, but Brooklyn was decimated. And then Trey Young missed the second half of that series. Phoenix, every round they've been able to get by playing a team that didn't have their best player. Um, so now it's a situation, like you said, where they're running into a team that actually has their best player and they have no answer for them. Giannis has been amazing. I've been very critical of them prior to this round because I felt like just their offense looked bad overall. And for a guy who's a two-time MVP, he looked very limited a lot of times in these playoffs in terms of getting easy shots. Everything is contested. Everything is tough at the rim. Obviously, Giannis is a physical specimen, and he's able to finish through contact, but it always looks ugly. It always looks choppy. He's been amazing in these series, man, and this series in particular. And I think we're starting to see him get a little healthier as well. Uh, Before last night's game, they had three days off. You saw he looked healthy the legs look fresh they get another couple days off now because they don't play again till Wednesday so I think this is going to be a long series I think this is going seven but you're right they need Chris Middleton to step up they need more of yesterday's Drew Holiday not game one to game two but yesterday where he had the 20 points nine assists uh was phenomenal on defense they need more of that ultimately I think Monty Williams is going to have to do a little better job coaching as well yesterday he fell asleep at the wheel a little bit. He had DeAndre Ayton out a little longer than he needed to, and Ayton looked phenomenal in the first half of yesterday's game. And in yeah. the second half, for some reason, his substitution patterns were completely off. So Monty's got to do a little better job there because I do think they have the advantage over Coach Bud. I've been very vocal that I don't think Coach Bud is a good coach at all, and Monty should be able to win that matchup. So yeah. I'm banking on Phoenix to win that matchup and, and ultimately win it in seven. Yeah, can we can we shout out Giannis for knocking down his free throws too? Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. 13 for 16? Yeah. 
what what more can you ask for? I'd have been okay because because he can still drop forty on you and be and be ten for twenty or five for fifteen from from the free throw line. But the fact that he's shooting as well as he is, it just shows the the difference in the in the levels that there are, you know, as far as NBA players go. Guys like that, those elite guys, are able to take their their game to an even higher level when it's needed. In the biggest moment in the NBA Finals is the biggest moment. He has completely stepped up. And for someone who came into this series, we didn't even know it was going to be in this series because of the injury suffered in the last round. You know, if, you t- if you're telling me this is a, a 85% Giannis, then the rest of the league yeah. better be on notice because yeah no I mean I think I think he is a little closer to 100 percent but you're right game one he was not 100 percent and he still had a really good game and then game two he sets the record with the 20 points in the third quarter now game three back to back 40 point games so we are seeing the best version of Giannis um, and like you said kudos on the free throws because even though he struggled early in the playoffs he never stopped being aggressive yep and they flashed the stat yesterday I believe it was early in the third quarter where he's taken about 85% of their free throw attempts in total uh, throughout this series. So he has not stopped being aggressive. He doesn't care whether he's only going to the line and making one of two. He's still saying I'm, he's staying in go mode and putting the pressure on Phoenix to have to figure it out. And that's, well, that's what they're going to have to do because Jay Crowder can't stay with him. Miles Bridges is too small. DeAndre Ayton ain't quick enough. They may have to just live with Giannis getting 30 plus every night and just figure out how to outscore them the rest of the series. Yeah, because again, they've been fortunate that they haven't had to deal with Chris Middleton that we was we saw in the second half of the Atlanta series, and you cannot take the chance of letting him get to that point where he's comfortable and now he's starts feeling it again. It's going to be very hard if Giannis is playing like that, and then you add on Chris Middleton because you know even if 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 Chris Middleton they won the last game by uh, twenty, if Chris Middleton just puts up twenty two, now you're talking about damn near thirty point. Blowout game You know what I'm saying So they have to be Very cautious Of that Shout out to Crowder too Jay Crowder was 6 for 7 From downtown um, In that game He was You know Devin Booker Struggled a lot In game 3 Games 1 and 2 He was really Really good Him and Chris Paul But they They struggled Chris Paul tried to Hold it down But Devin Booker Just did not have it um, In game 3 I think he'll, he'll Get back and forth But I still think the, the Bucks Even up the series Going going into Game Five, yeah. Game Game Four is the critical game for me because I don't think Milwaukee can afford to go down three one. No, um, I just don't think they're good enough to, to win the three straight against Phoenix. They have to at least get it to two two and play it from that point. But Devin Booker has been inconsistent since Game Four of the Western Conference Finals against the Clippers. Coincidentally, that's around the same time that Stephen A. said he was the next Kobe Bryant. So yeah, put that pressure on him. Know, he put a lot of pressure on him, and, and now it's time to step up. Like you said, you hear Chris Paul is balling out. Chris Paul, I think, is playing better than we expected him to play throughout these playoffs. Yes. He has played like an MVP throughout these playoffs. But guess what? Chris Paul's 36 years old, and I don't know if you want to put that type of pressure on him every game to have to do that. You know, he's supposed to be there as a kind of a supporting role to Devin Booker. So it's yeah. time for Devin Booker to step up. But we got to see what takes place, like you said, in game four. Yeah, I think – if I could equate it to to a series, he's Chris Paul was supposed to be the Shaq to Dwayne Wade in this in this series. So Devin Booker, you got you got to step it up. We can't have these nights where you playing so bad you don't even go in at the end of the third and for the rest of the game. We can't. It's NBA Finals. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I mean, and and that goes back to my point about Monty. I think you you can't get too cute now with your coaching. 
you got to go with the guys who brought you there. Devin Booker, if if not your best guy, he's your second best guy. So you got to live with the shooting slumps. You got to you got to live through it and say, look, it is what it is, because we're hoping that this guy can just get hot for a quarter and carry it. So I think that's the situation where maybe Monty was resting the legs a little bit. Maybe he felt like I, I see him gassed a little bit. I don't know. But they had, you know, pretty much three days off between game two and game three. Well, did and he feel so, like the game was out of out of reach at the at the possibly. third? Which is still because I'm like, you can't put that quit in your guys, at least not that early. You got to no still put Devin Book out there and say, listen, we got a lot of time left. It's a lot of ball left. Let's go. Work yourself out of it. Yeah. And and with the way we've seen teams shoot the three ball and the comebacks we've seen all playoffs, no lead is really out of reach. Exactly. You know, I mean, we've seen Atlanta in one series alone come back from tw- down 20 twice. So yep. Phoenix has that type of offense, but they could do it as well. We got to see how that plays out for uh, for game four. But Trip, are you ready for another award? Let's do it. Um next up <laughs> next up which is actually the this, next up award yeah yeah this this is a, a really good one right here this is a really good one so the candidates were or the nominees were Teofimo Lopez mm-hmm. Brooklyn NBA rookie of the LaMelo Ball Heisman winner Devontae Smith Davion Mitchell and Crystal Dangerfield okay can I get a drum roll on this one let's do it hold on Here we go. So we it shouldn't come as a surprise. NBA Rookie of the Year. Now Rifty's winner. It's first of probably many. I'm sure his dad is going to put this one right in the, the centerpiece of all awards. LaMelo Ball is your next up winner of the Rifty Awards. Absolutely. Shout out to, to LaMelo Ball. Um, I think the only, the only award that could probably trump this one is really finals MVP. And I think he's got a little bit of ways to go. So I think this is going to actually be the premier award, you know, in in, in the big baller brand household oh, yeah. on the shelf yeah. for a long time to come. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. What you said is, is 1,000% correct because we heard LeBron say that one year. I, I think I heard LeBron say that. Yeah. He had one of Rifties and he said only, only finals MVP trumps this. That and the birth of his children. That was the only two things that he put above the Rifties. So I'm sure LaMelo's going to put that in the front. He going to let Lonzo know, like, look, you've been in the league. You ain't got one of these yet. I just came in. I already got one. It's, yep. it's a different vibe now in the ball household. When uh, the year Serena won the uh, ball of the year, we were at home, and she's like, babe, you know, the only thing I could actually compare this to was when I got the, uh, was it the golden uh, the cup, when you win all four in a row and you get the uh, Olympic gold medal in the same year. And I said, wow, you know, I, I, that shocked me. For her to put yeah. it up on a pedestal like that. Um, but listen, man, you got to love it. Shout out to LaMelo Ball. Definitely well-deserved. Your pick, actually, for Rookie of the Year from before the season, before the start of the season. So you, you definitely hit the nail on the head. Congrats to you on that pick. And con- congrats to LaMelo, man. Yeah, LaMelo was phenomenal this year. I'm very interested to see what he does moving forward, man. He was everything as advertised. And shout out to all the rookies from this year because we actually got spoiled. Um, Anthony Edwards was phenomenal. I mean, yeah. he was ESPN top 10 weekly this he, year. And he could have been rookie somebody. of the year as well. Very close to being rookie of the year. Um, you know, Wiseman, we got to wait and see on him. But Halliburton was really good this year. Emmanuel Quickly was really good this year. So a lot of good young rookies that came in this year. The NBA is in great condition, man, in great shape moving forward. Uh, let's get one more award in before we get back to some sports talk. Okay. Uh, championship swag. I know this is one of your favorite awards right here, Trip. Yes. One of your favorites. 
All right. My team's been winning the last couple of years, so I've been actually (laughs) getting them picks right. Right, right. All right. Nominees are yeah, Alabama Christmas Tide, Nick Saban. Roll Tide, baby. Roll Tide. Tom Too Cool and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. Right. The Los Angeles Dodgers, who finally got over the hump and get their World Series. Shout out to Mookie Betts. Okay. Right. And the Baylor Bears. National Winning the national championship. Davian Mitchell led the way on yep. that one. Shout out to him. And the winner is, let's get a drum roll Hold on this. Please. Hold on. Everybody get your roll on. Everybody get your roll on. Crimson Everybody, tie. everybody get your roll on. What? <laughs> I knew it, baby. Alabama roll tied. Oh man, I feel like I you can give so the crazy. Look, speech for this You went one. so crazy. The Macho Man fell. He, he was feeling it too. He <laughs> fell back there. I was like, what's, what's the noise? What's going on? The Macho Man fell. He he was excited listen, for I it, get man. Excited, man. This is this is listen, my Nick team. Saban is a multiple. Nick Saban is a multiple-time winner of this award, yes. the Alabama's and Crimson Tide. I think every year I've been on the show, Alabama has won at least one award. <laughs> yes, that's true. I think every year I've been on. So you got to respect. Th- shout it, out man. to the Crimson Tide. They definitely got that swag, man. I love it. You know, I'm super excited anytime Alabama is in the championship game. And uh, shout out to my guys, uh, Devonta Smith, uh, offensive uh, player of the game. And he really showed off and showed out uh, in that game. Um, shout out to the whole Alabama because Alabama had what we did about five, I think it was five first round draft picks this year. Five first rounders. Did we do five first rounders? Uh, uh, yep. Historic so, team, another national championship. Exactly. Uh, Devontae Smith, like you said, offensive player of the game in a national championship. Heisman winner. And shout out to that young man because I know you showed a video. He bought his mom that beautiful home. Uh, he got his first check and took care of his mom. So shout out to him. Hopefully he has a great season in Philadelphia. He, as he should. You know, we, we always for taking care. You got to take care of mama. Mama took care of your butt. You better take care of your mama when it's time to, 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 to repay that thing. So congratulations to him. The only thing that... It bothers me is that he went to the Eagles. But, you know, I still hope he does well. He's with Jalen Hurts out there. I hope they get a nice little connection back like they did in the championship. Actually, when they won championship swag uh, prior was actually that championship game. His freshman year in Alabama <laughs> yes. when they won championship swag. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> you know, shout get, out to him, man. I think he's going to have a phenomenal uh, rookie season and a phenomenal career. You know what I'm saying? I think he, he's, a, he's definitely one of the top talents coming out of this year's draft. Uh, you and I both spoke very highly of him in, in a pre-draft show we did before as well. Absolutely. Um, as I said, my man, the macho man, he saw how excited you was. He went down, but he wasn't the only fighter that went down this weekend. We got to get back to some sports talk. Oh, man. Mystic Mac. Oh, boy. Conor McGregor. There was a lot of talk leading up to the trilogy, again, against Dustin Poirier. He came out. He said, somebody's leaving in a stretcher. He told the truth. Yes, he did. He absolutely. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was he who left on a stretcher. Now he wasn't knocked out. It was a great first round. Don't get me wrong. Very entertaining first round. Both guys landing shots back and forth. But then, in a very freak incident, McGregor takes the wrong step, completely rolls his ankle, which leads him breaking the ankle. The fight had to be stopped at the end of the first round. Where do we go from here with Conor McGregor? I mean, I was already done with Conor McGregor for four or five years ago. Um, you know how I felt about that 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 nonsense he did at the Barclays Center. You know we don't tolerate that kind of that kind of stuff in Brooklyn. So I was already done with him from there. I was only watching this fight to see him lose anyway. 
Um, and I just want to make it. I don't want people if you know that didn't see the fight. Like it wasn't like Conor McGregor was winning the fight and then he slipped and injured his ankle. It wasn't like that. Like he, you know, he's Conor McGregor is pretty much a one trick pony, and when them hands don't work, you know, he don't have really much else to go to. Um, so you know, he he was already taken out. He was he was getting caught. You know, unfortunately, because I don't ever want to, I don't like seeing guys get injured. Like I want to see you. I would like to see him get beat down in the ring, um, and and have the fight stop that way. But I mean, for Conor, he just he talked too too much though, and it's like, yo, bro, how many times do you have to be humble for you to shut up? Like you you want Conor McGregor hasn't won a fight in like what four or five years. Well, no, he, when he returned to the UFC and he fought Cowboy Cerrone, no, he won. I don't count. That. He's He's lost four of his last five fights. Yeah, I don't count um, two of them fights, bro. I'm sorry. I don't yeah. count two of them fights. That's what that was. Well, I mean, listen, uh, whatever we want to call it, I will say this. I was never a huge McGregor fan. You and I agreed on that. I thought he was I thought he, he was more hype than actual substance. Yes. Um, because we saw that when he lost to Nate Diaz. Like you said, yeah, Connor's stand-up game is good, but then when he finally faced somebody else who had a good stand-up game – he gassed out, and then Nate Diaz beat him. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the second fight, Nate Diaz almost beat him then too, and then kind of got a little smarter and kept his distance and kind of killed Plot, quote-unquote, sat on the ball and just said, no, nah, I'm going to stay away from this guy because it, it might get a little dangerous. Exactly. But we saw Floyd undress him and embarrass him. We saw Khabib undress him and embarrass him, and then Khabib jumped in the crowd and beat up on his family members. <laughs> yeah. um, we seen Dustin Poirier knock you out the last time and Dustin had won this first round. Don't get it twisted. You know, it was entertaining. Connor landed some shots, but more than half the round was Connor on his back trying to kick up strikes because Dustin was on top of him pounding on him. Pause. Exactly. Right. So it all, all, all that was taking place. The sport of MMA and UFC, it is more entertaining when Connor's involved because nobody can sell a fight like Connor. Let's let's yes. not get it twisted. Like you said, we knew already that he had lost a couple fights coming into this, but yeah, we still would like let's just see if he can do something. If he if he can turn back the hands of time and beat a Connor vote. But with that being said, with this type of injury, he turns 33 years old in a, in a few days. He's already had the surgery. He's probably going to be out for a year, year and a half. Um possibly longer before you even start to trust that foot again because the MMA is a different game when, you know, people attacking that foot, leg kicks and leg strikes and submission moves. I personally think he's done with the UFC. I think he's done there. I think there's money to be made in the boxing ring. There was rumors that before he fought Dustin Poirier the second time that him and Pacquiao were already in talks to fight. I think he just goes that route. It's too much money to be left on the table, and I think it's far less riskier for him to just box than to fight MMA. Yeah, and the check he would get, it's not going to be the Mayweather check, but it's going to be a really big check if he was to fight Pacquiao because they're going to look at it in the same way that they they looked at him versus Mayweather. Um, But, yeah, you're absolutely right. I don't think we see Conor McGregor in another UFC fight just because 33 you know, we may not. He may, it may not even be possible for him to get back into the ring until he's like thirty-five. You know what I mean? Once you recover from the injury and then get back into training, and then you know what I mean. So it, it might not even make sense when you have a, a possible thirty, forty, fifty million dollar, even maybe even more 
payday if you jump in the boxing ring with Pacquiao. I think that's probably going to be the more logical thing for him. So it's it's probably a wrap. You know, I'd, I'd be surprised if he got back into a a UFC fight or UFC in in the ring at, at UFC. I know he was talking that Khabib rematch, but. In in two years You'll be two years older You're not gonna wanna Go up against Khabib Maybe had this fight Going differently We didn't see the injury Possibly we could've seen that But I don't I don't see that happening You're absolutely right I, th- I think he goes The boxing route And uh And, and tries to uh and, and get the Pacquiao fight Yeah it, There's just not enough money In a UFC for him To be honest Because Even coming into this fight He was the Fifth ranked uh, Lightweight In the division yeah. So it wasn't like he was the premier guy. So now you're telling me that he's not going to fight for a year and a half, two years. W- what's his rank going to be at? How close is he really to fighting for belts? You know, or is there enough following to say, oh, I, I want to see him? And like you said, unless it's Khabib or possibly Dustin Poirier for a fourth time, I don't think people are going to be that interested to see what he can do. Also, we got to remember, man, with these type of injuries, it's about trusting your body again. Like, is he going to trust his body again when he goes to kick somebody or when somebody tries to leg strike him? Is he going to feel comfortable the next time he's on the ground and somebody's trying to grab him up and, and put him in a hold or submission move? You know, so I think it's just a safer bet. It's more money to be made. Um, I mean, he could fight, you know, Jake Paul and probably guarantee himself $30 million. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So why, why, why take the risk in the UFC for $10 million when I can go over here and box somebody for $30 million and come out? far healthier than I would out of a UFC fight. So I think exactly. I think it's time it's done. Listen, no, and, and not taking anything away from at his peak, he was the man. At his peak, he was yeah. the UFC. At his peak, he he has been the main draw for the sport. But that time has, has come and gone. And like most people who think they're Floyd Mayweather, they realize it's a lot tougher to maintain that over the course of years as opposed to just being the, the hot guy for two or three summers, you know what I'm saying? And that's what that's what McGregor was. He was the hot guy for two or three summers, and now that star's faded. Hi, JC. Say you're a candle in the sun. That sh- don't even out. Don't even out. <laughs> there you there you have it, man. Um let's get back into another award. Okay, what we got? Let's get back into another award. Because you know, as we talked about Connor, he likes to come in swinging his arms. So this award is called the Stalin on him award. Okay. This this the people who come in when they show up on the court on the field. You just know something crazy might happen, right? They they take it up that level. So the nominees are Shikari Richardson, Javante Davis, his knockout of Mario Barrios recently. He had two of those this year, too. He, he, either one of them could have got styling on him this year. Uh, Jake Paul knocking out Nate Robinson. That's disrespectful. How did yeah, Jake we, Paul even get up here on the How did he get yeah, on the ballot? <laughs> put Jake Paul on the ballot. Yeah, yeah, we, <laughs> man. But we had to put it up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Devontae Smith winning offense play of the game for the uh, national championship. And Corey Seager winning World Series MVP. Okay, Can we, we get a drum roll, please? Drum roll. Shakari Richardson. I, I wanted to say it fast because that's she's faster than that. So I wanted to say it real quick. I don't think I, you could have said it faster. I couldn't have said it any faster. <laughs> but she is the winner. Shakari Richardson, styling on award, her first of many rifties. We know that. And we want to we want to also say um to that young lady, we support you and don't let the haters knock you down. You know, you're a phenomenal talent. And don't let this little minor setback uh disrupt your path because you're gonna be one of the greats in track and field history. Exactly. And and condolences on the loss of your mom. We understand. We rocking with you. We support you. 
And you know what? Just keep it. Just keep it going, man. You're young enough to that you can see another Olympics. So just keep that push going. We know we know you're the fastest woman in the world right now. So big shout out to Shikari. Um, and again, you're more than welcome to come on Real Fans Real Talk whenever you want to accept Absolutely. the award personally. Um, but yeah, well well deserved. Everybody that was nominated, I mean, maybe not Jake Paul, but everybody else, <laughs> I feel like it was definitely a well deserved nomination. And um, but I'm happy she got the award. That's that's, that's two for the ladies tonight. This this is, this might be ladies' night tonight. It might be ladies' night, and I don't I don't think we're done. Let's we got one more award, and then we got to get into a little bit more sports talk. Uh, well, we got two more awards. We got we got one we're gonna get into now. And then we got to get into the Home Run Derby, which is going down tonight. Um, Game Changer Award. The nominees are Trevor Bauer for winning NL Cy Young Award. Naomi Osaka for winning the Australian Open. She's nominated again. I don't think she's going nowhere, Trip. She's going to be around for a while. She's here. Another lady nomination as well. Amanda Nunez Mm. for submitting Megan Anderson. Amanda Nunez, one of the baddest women, is the baddest woman in the UFC. Not one of, is. Is, Point blank there. Two, Two belts. Two belts over on that side. And another two belt uh, holder. Well, she, I think she got more than two belts. <laughs> she got she might about eight belts. I mean, well, she got <laughs> she got she got two weight classes in boxing. Yes, she's an Olympic gold medalist. She's trying to hand in, in UFC now. We're talking about Clarissa Shields. Uh, again, first champion in two weight classes simultaneously. Three women nominated for the Game Changer Award. I think the game is changing. I was about to say. The game that, is changing. If that's not a game changer in itself... I don't know what is. Let me get it. Let me get a drum roll on this one. Sure. Let's do it. Give it up for the ladies. For the ladies. Listen, history was made tonight because, as you mentioned, uh, this award actually was a tie. Our judges could not figure out who they liked more on this one. Rightfully so, but it was a tie between Naomi Osaka and Clarissa Shields. Um, mm. I voted for Naomi Osaka. You can't go wrong with either one of these women right here. Yeah, I, I voted for Clarissa Shields. Um, I just, I just still cannot get past being the champion in two different weight classes at the same time. Male or female boxer has never been done before Clarissa Shields, and then you know the fact that she just went over to MMA and won a fight. You know, she 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 is definitely holding it down. Ladies in general are holding it down. Our first ever uh, tie. On the at the Rifty Awards, bro. If we if we have not ever seen this, this is year nine, and we have not seen a tie. It took all the way up to year nine for us to get a tie at the Rifty Awards, and two women that are most deserving of it. So if anybody had to split that award, I'm glad it was these two. Shout out to Naomi Osaka uh, again. This day, so she got two awards tonight. That's crazy. Two awards. I voted. I voted for her on both those categories. I thought she was well deserving, but I mean, I'm okay with Clarissa Shields winning it as well. I would have been okay with Amanda Nunez because, again, all yeah. three of those women are phenomenal at their craft and within their fields. Exactly. But congratulations uh, to all the winners. What we got next? We got something actually that's going on right now. Yeah, yeah. We we got to get into the Derby. We got to get into the home run Derby. It's been a phenomenal year in terms of home runs uh, for Major League Baseball. Obviously, the ratings are down because it's a regional sport. A lot of people just don't tune in night in, night out. But the Home Run Derby normally gets people uh, paying attention. It's going on right now, so I don't – I guess I'll get right into my prediction. I was going to stay home team anyway. I was going for my man, the polar bear, Pete Alonzo, to win it. 
Uh, but if he doesn't, I wouldn't mind a Trevor Story wins it, being that it is in Coors Field and he is the hometown favorite there. Who who do you act, uh, win in this one? I mean, you might be shocked, Eric, but I actually went with your guy. I went with New York. I want I wanted Pete to win. Um, I will say this: he started off the, the the tone of the night, breaking the first round record uh, with thirty five home runs in the first round. Uh, the twenty nineteen winner um, is definitely setting the tone. If not him, I see. I would. I w- I wouldn't have minded um, Otani, but I just feel like he ain't got too much going on right now. He's gonna start in the in the All Star game as the starting pitcher. He's gonna be the lead back on the other side. I'm just like, you know what? Nah, man. Somebody else got to get some. So if if it's not Peter Alonso, um, I'm I'm not even picking nobody else. It's just Peter Alonso. That's it. Peter Alonso or bust. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. I got my man Petey. Um, you know, I'm hoping he wins his second home run derby. Uh, but Shohei Otani, I wouldn't be mad at it, man. He he is setting all types of records, and I think he's a breath of fresh air for the game. Um, because it's 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 almost, and this is I I don't want to make it seem like I'm minimizing how difficult to play the sport of baseball is, but it's almost like literally when you're the best player on the field and you throwing the ball the hardest and you hitting the ball the furthest, yeah. like. You know what I'm saying? Every day he plays, whether he's pitching or in the lineup, you expect it to be a show. He, You know, 30-plus home runs at the All-Star break. Um, I saw some of the home runs he was hitting in, in warm-ups today. He had a joint 470 feet and during batting practice today, yeah. which is just crazy. Um, I think the great, I think the sport is in great shape. Unfortunately, Major League Baseball just doesn't promote the athletes that way. But with guys like Otani, like Peter Alonzo, like Aaron Judge, like Fernando Tatis, there's a lot of young talent around the game, and I just wish Major League Baseball did a better job with that. Oh, while we while we on baseball, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., uh, he is done for the season ACL injury. So hurt behind that because he, he was doing his thing this year. He's going to be done for this season, um, but he's a young guy, so hopefully he'll, he comes back uh, better than ever next season. Absolutely, man. It, it, it sucks to see that he is one of the bright young stars of the game. And uh, hopefully he comes back and doesn't miss a beat. Yeah. Last Look, o- we got one more award to end off the night, though, right? Yes, sir. And this is the Lifetime. We got one more. It's, it's the Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, this gentleman, I believe, I believe I'm sure he's won a Rifty before I became a part of the show. Because Championship Swag, he had to win one of yes, those. Yes, he definitely has Championship Swag, I believe, twice. He, has cha- he, he, right. he, he won the Championship uh, Swag Award along with uh, LeBron James and Chris Bosh and that uh, Miami Heat team. There you go. Well, I mean, he he is he is the probably, I, and I hate to say this because LeBron was there, but he's probably the greatest player in franchise history uh, yes. for everything he did there. 305, no, he got, we're he talking got, about none three other. Rings there. Three rings, five finals appearances. We're talking about Wade County, Dwayne Wade, finals MVP, NBA All-Star, multiple NBA first teams. He's done it all in the league. Uh, Dwayne Wade, man. Lifetime Achievement Award. I'll let you kick it off, Trip. Yes. Uh, first of all, put some respect on his name. If you do not know who Dwayne Wade is, he is a future first ballot Hall of Famer. As, as you mentioned, three-time NBA champion. He's a finals MVP, 13-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA first team uh, three-time All-NBA second team, three-time All-NBA third team, three-time defensive second team, scoring champion. He has done it all. If you're talking about the NBA, he's an Olympic gold medalist. 
Um, he he is Miami Wade County, as the as Miami has the name changed in favor of of the Dwayne Wade. He runs South Beach. Um, I mean, I what can I, what can you not? What has he not done in basketball? The only thing you left out. Oh, he also has two gold medals. So yeah, anything. Two yeah, two gold medals. But, yes. Yeah, you ran the, the resumes is super impressive. Without a doubt, a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, he. He is the definition of heat culture. He changed all that. There was yes. no heat culture before Dwayne Wade got there. Um, he turned him into a winner. Him and Shaq obviously helped him win their first NBA Finals. Then he helped recruit Braun and Bosch down there to create the Heatles, leading them to four straight NBA Finals, winning two of those. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade, just on and on, phenomenal player. Injury slowed him down a little bit, but it didn't slow him down enough to where, you know, he wasn't going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like you said, 13-time All-Star. He's done it all in the game. He was a phenomenal college player as well at Marquette. He led them to a Final Four. So Dwayne Wade has done everything on the basketball court and this Lifetime Achievement Award. He's well-deserving of it. Yes, and uh, and, I, and, I, and I love this. I love that that is actually Dwayne Wade because I was actually at – uh, his last game at the Barclays Center uh, with Melo we and LeBron we came through. I was there. Uh, shout out to Joe's, man, for always taking care of us over at the Barclays Center. And that was such a legendary night. Like, you, you know, you don't usually see that type of love and admiration for someone on the opposing team when they are retiring, but this the the amount of love and respect that Brooklyn showed to Dwayne Wade in that game, it, it was just crazy. Uh, I believe what didn't he, he finished with a triple double, didn't he? In that in that last game, if I'm not mistaken, he had he had a triple double. The legs looked fresh. Uh, it was a packed house. Everybody was there. And in terms of the number three, uh, I had the, the rating number last year during the pandemic. He's the second best player to ever wear the number three, only behind Allen Iverson. I got him ahead of Chris Paul. Okay, but D Wade to me is it, it's just everything, man. D Wade was everything, man. He phenomenal ball player. Um, we were truly honored. He was part of one of the greatest draft classes of all time with him, Braun, uh, Bosch, and Melo. So, Wade got to play in the big three. Give him a couple years. Let me, show for, let me show for a couple years. Let me get some time to relax. But he got to go yeah. to the big three, man. I want to see him playing in the big three. And, and we got to applaud him for now he's part owner of the Utah Jazz as well. That's right. Put some respect on that man's name. Shout out to Dwayne Wade. He is doing it all. He is showing you on and off the court. Uh, how to be great. If you want to follow somebody, if you want to roll a good role model, somebody to, to, to look up and look how they went from high school to, to college to NBA to now post NBA. He's host, hosting the, uh, what's the show, the, the Cube. He's hosting um, on a TNT right now. So that is one of those guys, um, one of the best to ever do it. Congratulations to Dwayne Wade. You are most deserving of the Lifetime Achievement Award. You now you'd now join others like uh Tim Duncan who was honored in previous years. Uh so, you know, so a lot of a lot of greats that you will be mentioned with in that category. What can I say, man? Absolutely. And again, uh, you know, I know Dwayne Wade won't ever publicly talk about it because he doesn't want to diminish those finals and the MVP there. But we know this is right up there, you know with some of his greatest accomplishments, you know, you, you marry a, a beautiful actress, you win a Rifty, you know, finals fall somewhere in there, but I'm sure the Rifty is right up there along with the birth of his children. It's right up there. It's I'm sure it's a close second to birth of children. 
Um, I would probably say that one. And maybe finals MVP would probably be up there as well. So I think right. the combination of those three things would probably set the tone. Um, but I mean, we talk. It's, the Rifties are a big deal, man. Yeah, I mean, he has three children, so this one might fall in line between one of the kids. You know, that's like, probably between second and third. Yeah, it, it, like you know, I've I've done that, but I've never had a Rifty. Exactly. So that's that's, that's how now. that goes. You know, as yeah. a solo Rifty anyway, because he's had a Rifty before. But I think what happens here, since this is lifetime achievement, it automatically gets pushed up. Yeah, this is an individual. You have you have your moment now. You can be selfish about it because this is all about true Dwayne Wade. Exactly. Really quick before before we get out of here, I gotta shout out the ladies. The ladies have have been all through this year's Rifty Awards as far as winning these awards. Um, but it, it is summer in New York City again. Street basketball is back. Uh, I gotta shout out the Basketball Beauties League. I gotta shout out Rucker Park. I'm gonna be out there a lot this summer going to support the ladies. Uh, we're gonna be back and forth between Rucker and of course we gotta hit up Hoops in the Sun um, get get back on the beach, man. Everybody love going to the beach. Uh, so shout out to Hoops in the Sun as as well, Randy and Joe Cruz over there. We definitely gonna pull up on you guys uh, next weekend, and I'm gonna I'm gonna add the video from the Rucker Park uh, with this week's show. I'll put that some of that stuff on the end of that week's show. And uh, shout out to Dipset as well. They had their pop up shop in the city. I went down there for that, so I got some footage with that. I'm gonna drop uh, also. On this week's show, it's been it's been a busy busy uh, start to the summer, but uh, we got a lot of work to do. Make sure you guys are following both the Sanchez Show and Real Fans Real Talk. Uh, the podcasts are streaming on all major platforms, so make sure you are subscribed to both of those. Uh, thank you to the sponsors. Kmart, the Rosado Firm, Petro Home Services, and of course, Soundview Liquors. And make sure you guys are following us on all our social media, facebook.com forward slash Real Fans Real Talk, Instagram, Twitter, at Real Fan Talk, and subscribe to that YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash For The Fans Productions. Do not worry if you're not in New York on Thursday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. You can still watch Real Fans Real Talk from anywhere in the world. Just hit up the website, realfansrealtalk.com. Click that red button on the homepage, and you can watch from anywhere in the world. Yes, sir. Uh, any other final thoughts for the night trip? Man, that's it, man. I, I, sh- sh- go Pete Alonzo, man. Go New York. Let's bring this thing home. There we go. There we go. For the first place, Mets. I just had to throw that in there as well. Uh, <laughs> you got with it. With that being said, for my man, hey, Trip, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to pile on on that other, other team. I'm rooting I'm for Pete Alonso, so it's good. It's cool. There we go. Uh, for my main man, Trip Young, I am Legend in Two Games. Real fans, real talk. The Sanchez Show. We out of here. Peace. Smush Parker here, formerly up to Los Angeles Lakers, and you are now tuned in to Real Fans, Real Talk. Uh-huh. This is real fans, real talk. Real fans, real talk. We as real as you thought. Real 